Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for a beautiful day like this. We thank you, Lord, for giving us this great day that we call Mother's Day. We thank you, Father, for the mothers that you have given us in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the roles that they have played in our lives. We pray, Father, for your mighty hand and your mighty blessings to be upon these mothers. Make them great women in the name of Jesus. This afternoon, Lord, we come before you to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that you speak to our hearts. Let the Holy Spirit teach us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together and you may be seated. You were not clapping for me. You were clapping for Jesus. Hallelujah. And once again, happy, happy Mother's Day to all our women. Amen. Well, today I want to share, our time is almost up, so I want to share a brief message, a very short message with you, a message that I call a child with many mothers. A child with many mothers. Are you a child with many mothers? Ask your neighbor, are you a child with many mothers? Hallelujah. Wonderful. Now, today is Mother's Day, and we as a church, we always take the opportunity to celebrate all the women that God has given us in this family. And um, if you've been here a while, you always hear me saying that it is not only the woman who conceives and goes to the labor ward to deliver that is considered a mother. That is not the only woman who is considered a mother. But every woman, every woman who plays any form of role in the nurturing and upbringing of a child is considered a mother. Hallelujah. Any woman who plays any role in the nurturing and the upbringing of a child is considered a mother. Now, some of you, your aunties, your sisters, your stepmothers, your grandmothers, um, and so many other different women, your teachers, have played greater roles even in your upbringing and even still continue to do more than your biological mothers. Isn't that so? Some of you, your aunties and your sisters have played... greater roles more than your own biological mothers. And those are all mothers to you. Hallelujah. So we as a church will be very ignorant or it will be ignorant on our part if we neglect or if we conceive a mother to be the only person who has um, delivered biologically. 
I think it will be ignorant on our part. And that is why on a special day like this, we choose to celebrate all the women that are in our church. Amen. Amen. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, we choose a day like this to celebrate the women that God has given us. And we believe that they are all important in our lives and they play major, major roles in our upbringing. Hallelujah. Now, I also want to say that it is not every woman who has conceived and given birth that you can even call a mother. Do you understand? It's not every woman who has conceived and given birth that you can call a mother. And also, it is not every woman that we can say plays the role of a mother. It's not every woman that plays the role of a mother or that fits into the role of a mother. If you have a child, if you have a woman who conceives and brings a child and rubs the child and dumps the child in a dumpster, that is not a mother. Do you understand? That is not a mother. But there are some women who have not given birth. They have not given birth biologically. They have not conceived and given birth biologically to other children, but they play more motherly roles than even many others. Do you understand? There are so many of such women. And um, today I want us to read a scripture in Exodus. Exodus chapter 1 and verse number 6. Exodus chapter 1 and verse 6. I want it's a little bit of a, a passage. It says, the Bible says, And Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all that generation. So Joseph died, and all his brethren, and all that generation that were in the period of Joseph, they were all gone. And the children of Israel were fruitful, and increased abundantly, and multiplied, and waxed exceeding mighty, and the land was filled with them. Now there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply and it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up out of the land. The next verse, Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pithoms and Ramses. So they wanted to eradicate this generation of Israelites, and so they give them a lot of work to make them work and be tired such that they cannot even have children. Amen. They go home and just sleep. But the Bible says they were more fruitful. They were multiplying. Amen. The next verse, it says, but the more, please, please go back, but, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. You see, that is when the hand of God is upon you. It doesn't matter. He said, the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. 
And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. And the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of one was Shifra, and the name of the other, Pua. And he said, this is instruction that he gave to the Hebrew midwives who were delivering these Hebrew babies. He said to them, when you do, when you do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew woman and see them upon the stools, if it be a son, then you shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then shall she live. But the midwives feared God and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men, children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, Why have ye done this thing and have saved the men, children alive? And the midwife said unto Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women. For they are lively. Say, I am lively. He said, for they are lively and are delivered here. They are delivered ere, that means before the midwives come in unto them. They say that the people of Israel, the women, they are too strong. They are lively. They are pregnant in their labor, but before we will get there to deliver, they have brought the child already. Before we get there. Therefore, God dealt well with the midwives and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass, because the midwives feared God, that he made them houses. And Pharaoh charged all his people, saying, Every son that is born, he shall cast into the river, and every daughter he shall save alive. So they were throwing if you were a newborn son, you were born, they will catch you and throw you into the Nile River and you die. And Pharaoh charged all his people saying, every son that is born, he shall cast into the river and every daughter he shall save alive. And there went a man of the house of Levi. Exodus chapter 2 verse 1. He said, there went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. Do you understand? Now, this is the period where Joseph is gone. They don't know any Joseph. And so the favor that the Egyptians showed the people of Israel is gone. And so this is this new king who is killing the sons or the the, the, the male children. Then he says, and a woman conceived in this period, in this difficult time, in this challenging time for the people of Israel, the Bible says, and a woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, he hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bull rushes 
and dubbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein and she laid it in the flax by the river's bank, river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wait. That means to see or to watch what will be done to him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came to wash herself at the river. And her maidens walked along by the river's side. And when she saw the ark among the flocks, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him. And said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew woman, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go! And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. Are you following the story? And the child grew. And she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter. And he became her son. And she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. Hallelujah. Is it a nice story? Amen. Wonderful. Well, I want us to just look at this story a little closer and see if there's any lesson that we can learn from it. You see, we read that a Hebrew woman gave birth to a baby boy and she nursed him for three months. She nursed the baby for three months. Now, this is a period where it was risky to keep a baby boy. It was dangerous to keep a baby boy. It is not safe to keep a baby boy. You can risk losing the baby and losing your life. So she nursed him for three months. That means she was hiding him for three months and she could not keep him any longer. The child now cries louder. And you know when the baby boys cry, you can tell this is a baby boy. She says she could no longer keep him. Why? Why could she no longer keep him? She could no longer keep him for fear of him losing the child and losing her own life. Also, she could no longer keep him. And so she made a basket. She took time and she made a basket. And she laid a basket. She sealed it. She said with bulrushes and dubbed it with slime. That means she's She painted it to make it waterproof. Do you understand? She made a special basket and then placed the child in the basket and placed the child on the river bank by the side of the river where the, um, he says, and and she laid it in the flax by the river's brink where it could not be moved. So it is sort of protected. Do you understand? Now, you look at this woman, this Hebrew woman, and you will, if you are a child, that you hear of your story like that. You may not understand. You may not 
know everything that is surrounding the situation. And if you look at a woman with an action like this, you may think that she does not care. You may think that your mother did not like you. Many of you have had situations where your mother had to leave you to go somewhere else. So you may think that your mother abandoned you. Hallelujah. You wonder, because this woman had two other children. She had Aaron and Miriam. And you wonder, why did you keep these two? But my siblings were with you. And you feel that for you, your mother abandoned you. Hallelujah. But she could have risked her own life and that of the baby and leave the other two also motherless. Do you understand? So sometimes situations arise. Sometimes situations arise such that your mother, your own mother, have to take certain decisions concerning your life and concerning the lives of the family. Such as situation may come such that your mother may have to leave you and go away. Conditions may be such that your mother has to leave you with someone and then go away. But when you are a child and you come to find out things of this nature, you may think your mother abandoned you. You may think your mother did not like you. Hallelujah. Now, it doesn't mean that your mother dislikes you. It does not mean that your mother did not want to take care of you. Because as you can see, this was a difficult period. As a child, you may not know it all. You may not understand it all. You don't know the pain that your mother has to endure to even come to a decision like that. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You may not understand the feelings that your mother had when she had to take a decision like that. For a mother to leave her child, three-month-old baby, in a basket and place a child on a river. We can only imagine how Moses' mother felt. You realize in the story that she couldn't even stay to watch. It was Moses' sister, Miriam, that stayed afar. The Bible says she stayed afar and she was watching what would be done to him. She could not even look on the scene to see her mother being left, to, to see her child left on a riverbank like that. The Bible says she saw Moses as a goodly child. She saw a goodly child. But circumstances were such that she had to leave that goodly child in a basket, left alone on a river. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to think about this mother. I want you to look at this. That a mother will leave her own child on a riverbank. A mother will leave her own child, three months old, to someone. It is not that the mother does not like the child. Sometimes you see a mother bundle her child in the cold and drops her off or drops him off at a babysitter and the child is crying and the mother runs out. 
Now, when you look at a situation like that, you may think that the mother does not care. When you look at a situation like that, you may think that Moses' mother did not care. Amen. But you see, as a child, there are several women that God brings your life to play certain roles. There are certain women that God brings your life to carry on your life or to carry on with your upbringing to a certain stage. The Bible says Moses was a goodly child. The mother saw that he was a goodly child. And he says, I cannot let this child be thrown in the river Nile. I will do all I can to contain this child. And the Bible says after three months, she realized that I cannot do this anymore. Some of you, your parents had to leave you at a very tender age to travel. And you feel disliked. You feel abandoned. You feel they didn't like you. But circumstances were such that the mother had to take a decision like that. Hallelujah. Now, if you continue to read on from verse 5. Verse 5. Look at that. It says, the woman, verse, verse 5. It says, and the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. She came down to wash herself at the river and her maidens walked along by the riverside and when she saw the ark among the flocks, she sent her maid to fetch it. She sent her maid to fetch it. And he says, and when she had opened it, she saw the child and behold, the babe wept and she had compassion on him. She had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. So the Bible says, Pharaoh's daughter, she had compassion on this child. And she is the one that took the child. You see, sometimes as a child, you happen to have felt that your mother has abandoned you. Or you may have, you may have happened to have been in a very difficult situation. And your aunt comes to your rescue. Or another woman comes to your rescue. And you feel that your aunt loves you more than your own mother. You feel that your mother, your own mother does not care as your aunt cares. Sometimes your aunt gives you certain things that your mother is not able to give you. And as a child, you feel that your aunt cares about you more than your own mother. But as a child... There are different women that God places in your life to play different roles in your life. Hallelujah. Different women. Amen. You know, sometimes you see a child whose mother is giving him or her vegetables to eat and she doesn't want to eat it and you are being forced to eat it. And then your aunt comes and your aunt takes you out and then she takes you to McDonald's and buys you everything that you want and at the end when you're done, she takes you to an ice cream store and buys you ice cream. And in the end, she asks you, is there anything else you want? You say, I want lollipop. And then she buys you lollipop. You see, you will feel that your aunt cares more about you. The Bible says she had compassion on him. She had compassion on him. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Neither does your aunt care any better than your mother. Amen. But she has a role that God has positioned in your life for her to play in that role. Can I have an amen? Amen. Now Moses, he became who he became, or he became what he was because of the vital roles that this woman played in his life. And I want to point some of the roles that this woman played in Moses' life. Hallelujah. First, Moses' mother. You see, none of you know Moses' mother's name. Do you know Moses' mother's name? Moses' mother's name is not even recorded, but according to the Torah, her name was Jochebed. J-O-C-H-E-B-E-D. Jochebed. Moses' mother. You see, she had to take the decision that she took. And if this woman had not taken that decision, if this woman had not taken the decision that she took, we wouldn't have had a Moses. If she had not risked raising this child for three months, three months, old enough to be left in a basket, old enough to cry aloud for someone to hear, we wouldn't have had a Moses. Hallelujah. Some of you, you were unwanted pregnancies. Amen. Some of you, you came at a time that your mothers were not ready for you. Some of you, when you were born, your fathers insisted that your mothers about you. You see, you may not know all the story. You may not know it all. Some of you, the reason why your father and your mother are not together is because of your conception. Because he said, if you want me to marry you, then you have to leave this pregnancy. You have to let this pregnancy go. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You do not know that because of you, your mother is still single. Hallelujah. I say because of you, your mother is still single. Amen. Moses' mother may have prayed when she was pregnant. She may have prayed. And she said, let this be a girl, Lord. Let this be a girl. Let this be a girl. And then here comes Moses, a boy. Some of you were a disappointment. Disappointment during your birth. Some of you, your birth had caused some people to stop going to school. Some of you, your birth had caused some people to stay home and put their careers on hold. Some of you, your birth had caused some people to put their education on hold. Some of you, your birth had changed certain people. Your coming into this world had changed the lives of certain people. Amen. Amen. Someone who dressed up in her suit and with her bag and going to work. Your birth, your presence, your, your coming into this world has stopped all of that. Cut off all of that. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You may not know. That your presence changed someone's life. That you will be a proper child. She said she saw that she, he was a proper child. And so she put her own life on the line. Hallelujah. She said she was a goodly child. And she cared. You will see how she took time to make a basket. And line the basket 
seal the basket, to place the child in a basket. Because this was a proper child. Hallelujah. If Moses' mother, Zuckerberg, had not played the role that she played, we wouldn't have had a deliverer. We wouldn't have had that great leader. Hallelujah. The next woman that I want us to look at is Moses' sister, Miriam. Moses' sister. Now, if Miriam had not stayed behind, Moses would have been lost to the house of Pharaoh. Amen. If Miriam had not stayed behind to watch, Moses would have been found by Pharaoh's daughter, but he, she would have taken him to the palace and no one would have found Moses again. But the child stayed behind. This woman, this young girl, young girl, stayed behind. God, mind you, God has a plan for this child. The Bible says the woman looked at the child and she said, this is a proper child. This is a proper child. And God had to place certain women in his life, every stage, to protect this child. And so, she, she saw that Pharaoh's daughter has found this baby and then she approached and said, would you want me to call one of the Hebrew women to take care of this child for you? And she says, go, call. And she went and called her own mother. The child's own mother. Amen. 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 Can I hear an amen? amen? Because that child, that child needed to inherit the faith of the people of Hebrew. That child needed to inherit the faith. Needed to know about the God of Hebrews. Needed to know about the God of Israel. And so his upbringing had to be among the Hebrews. And so she went and called one of the... She could have been taken to the palace and asked one of the maids in the palace to take care of him. And that would have been the end of Moses. No one would have known about this Hebrew boy. But there was a role. Hallelujah. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. He wouldn't have been raised in the Hebrew home if Miriam had not stayed. Amen. Moses had to be raised in a Hebrew home to have the fear and the honor of the Almighty God. To know the God of Israel. And if it wasn't Miriam, if it wasn't Miriam, even when God called Moses, he wouldn't have recognized who that was. And he said, I am the God of Israel. And he said, I know this God. And it's because of the role that Miriam played in his life. Hallelujah. He was raised up in the Hebrew home. And the Bible described him as he says, As for my, my servant Moses, he's faithful in all of my house. Amen. Amen. The next person, before we look at Pharaoh, the next person that I want us to look at, our time is almost up, but um, let's look at these people quickly. The next person that I want us to look at quickly is Moses' wife. Moses' wife, Zipporah. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 24. Exodus chapter 4 and verse 24. Now this is the period where God has made a covenant with the people of Israel that every male child ought to be circumcised. And when Moses had a son, he was not circumcised And this is an important covenant with God such that 
the Bible says when God had even chosen Moses, when had, he had recruited Moses to use him as the leader or the servant or the messenger to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt, God met him on his way back after he had run away. When he was going back, God met him and sought to kill him. But God needed a woman in his life to deliver him. Amen. So he says, and it came to pass by the way in the inn that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. And look at what happened. Then Zipporah took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, surely a bloody husband are thou to me. And that, so he let him go. Then she said, a bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision. Zipporah played a major role in Moses' life. That at the time that Moses could have died, Zipporah rose up boldly and circumcised a woman, circumcised her own son. I don't know how many women can do that, and not with a sharp knife, but with a raggedy stone. Amen. And lastly, I want us to go back to Exodus chapter 2 and verse 5. Exodus chapter 2 and verse 5. Amen. It says, And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the river's side. And when she saw the ark among the flocks, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept, and she had compassion on him, and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister, this is Miriam, said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew woman, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go! And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter. And he became her son. Hallelujah! And the child grew. Moses' own biological mother raised the child to a certain stage. The child grew and she brought him to the palace. She brought him to Pharaoh's daughter. And he, Moses, became Pharaoh's daughter's son. A woman who has never conceived. And she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of the water. Hallelujah. The role of Pharaoh, Pharaoh's daughter in Moses' life. Pharaoh's daughter was there in Moses' life at a time when Moses' mother could not keep him any longer. At a time that Moses' mother could not continue with the upkeep of Moses, Pharaoh's daughter stepped in. God places different women in your lives at different stages in your life to continue the plan of God. 
Never had a child before. She had never had a child on her own. But she played a role of a mother. Amen. Sometimes I see some of these young women outside. Never had a child on their own. But I see them nursing babies. Nursing other people's babies. Changing diapers. And doing all kinds of things to other, children, other people's children. And these are all people. These are all women who ought to be celebrated. When the child grows up. And it is our responsibility to point the children out to such people. Hallelujah. To point them out to such people. Amen. These are people that God has placed in. You see, it's nothing by chance. Mind you, God had plans for Moses. And there's nothing that is by chance. And so, these are people that God has also placed in the child, every child's life, that they will play certain roles in their lives. And so, if one of such women are disciplining your child, would you rise up and say, who dare you touch my child? Have you had a child before? Do you have your own child? Mind you, God has placed women in every child's life to play a certain role in their life. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Why do you spank my child? Sunday school teachers. Many of them do not have any child on their own. But you see them changing diapers. And then the children are urinating on their faces. No child of their own. And if the child is misbehaving as part of the child's nurturing, as part of the child's disciplining, you are not the only mother to the child. I say you are not the only mother to the child. And so if such a mother is disciplining your child, straightening him or her where God wants him to go, why you rise up and say, how dare you touch my child? How dare you speak to my child like that? You have no child of your own. Do you know how it is to have a child? I don't need to know how it is to have a child. But I am a woman that God has placed in this child's life. And I'm going to play the role that I need to play in that child's life. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Some of you, your memorable, memorable women, memorable women in your life, they are your, your, your third grade teachers. Memorable women. They are your high school teachers. Memorable women. When Moses' mother could not contain him any longer, Pharaoh's daughter, God raised up Pharaoh's daughter to continue on. Hallelujah. And she paid. She paid Moses' mother to take care of him. She says, and I'll give you your wages. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? She took Moses to the palace. That was God's plan. She took Moses to the palace where Moses was trained to be a great leader. Moses needed to have the mentality of a leader. If Moses had grown up in the Hebrew home, he would have had a mentality of a slave. But God needed a leader, someone with a mentality of a leader. And God needed Pharaoh's daughter to play that role in Moses' life. And so she took Moses and she brought him into the palace. Raising Moses in the palace. To have leadership skills. To love truth and justice. The Bible says when Moses was of age and he came out and he saw two Hebrew men fighting, he stepped in. Leadership skills, leadership role, it was inbred in him because of his upbringing through Pharaoh's daughter. Through Pharaoh's daughter. Is somebody understanding the word of God this afternoon? 
Pharaoh's daughter. Because of Pharaoh's daughter, Moses received great education. Moses, God could speak to Moses and he could write. God had plans for Moses. God needed Moses to play all these roles. And so when God was recruiting him, he says, what about my brother Aaron? He said, I need you. I need you. You be a God to Aaron. It is you that I need. There's a reason why I had you abandoned on the riverside. There's a reason why Pharaoh's daughter had to come in your life. There's a reason why your sister was watching. There was a reason why you came to the palace. There's a reason why you received the education that you received. And I had plans for you. And there's plans of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Though your beginning shall be small, yet your latter end shall be greatly increased. God had plans for Moses' life. And she brought different women. Some of them never conceived, but great mothers. Great mothers to bring out great leaders. Hallelujah. Amen. She gave Moses the best of education. I believe Moses had gone to the best of universities in Egypt. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? And the Bible says, and she gave a name. She gave a name. She called him Moses. She gave him a good name. She called him Moses. The Moses that we know today, it was not Zipporah that gave Moses that name. It was not Jodebek that gave Moses that name. That name was given by Pharaoh's daughter. And it was a goodly name. It was a goodly name. It was a good... How do I know that it was a goodly name? Because anyone that God met and that name was not good, God changed the name. But God saw that this was a goodly name and God chose to call him Moses. God chose to call him Moses. It was a goodly name. Hallelujah. Some of you have good names today. He says, and he says, and she said, uh, said, and she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of water, I did not conceive him. I did not carry him for nine months. I just drew him out of water. But I'm giving him this name. I'm giving him a name that will, na- that will go far, generation after generation. That will g- g- cross generation, cross, cross cultures, cross colors, cross races. I'm giving him that name. Some of you, you have the name that you would have. Because of a woman's role in your life. Some of you are called doctors because there was a woman that gave you certain counsel. Some of you have a name of a missus today. You are called missus because a woman advised you. Perhaps they don't have their own children. Perhaps they are even too young. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? He says, I drew him out of water. Yes, I don't have my own child, but this one I drew out of water. I drew out of water. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? So he, said, he gave him a name. He gave him a name. You are a nurse today because of a role that a woman played in your life. You are, a, you are a doctor today because of a role that someone played in your life. You are a lawyer today because some woman, some woman. And beloved, I want you to think back. Think back. Think back. Good counseling. Good counseling. God places certain women in your lives. Your marriage is the way it is today because of certain counseling that some woman gave you. 
Is somebody understand what I'm sharing this afternoon? He says he gave him a name. He gave him a name. A goodly name. He was a goodly child. And he gave him a goodly name. Hallelujah. You are who you are today. Or you have become what you are today as a result of many other women. As a result of many other women who have played different roles in your life. Many other women. Hallelujah. And when you refuse to acknowledge these people, a curse will come in your life. Today on Mother's Day, I want you to think back. I want you to reflect. You were in a point of making a certain decision. Sometimes even the counseling, the advice is a very harsh one and a very difficult one. But someone, God placed someone particularly at that time that you needed to adhere to. Someone who will give you a counsel, who will give you certain counseling that will change the course of your life forever. Pharaoh's daughter came into Moses' life and it changed Moses' life forever. He gave him a name that changed Moses' life forever. That God continued to call him. He said, as for my servant Moses, I do not speak to him in dark saying. And there's a woman that played a role in Moses' life. Some of you, you are who you are because of certain women. Some of you, you would have been dead if it wasn't for certain women in your life. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? I say, some of you, you would have been dead if it wasn't for a certain woman in your life. Your child would have been dead if it wasn't for a certain woman that God plays in your life. Amen. When Elijah prayed and this woman received a child and the child was sick. The child was sick and the father said, go to your mother. Go to your mother. The Bible says the woman ran. The woman took the child, the sick child, the, that lay and died in her hand and ran. Some of you, you are alive today because of a motherly instinct. A woman's instinct. And sometimes the mother will say, I need to take this child to the doctor. And the father says, there's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing. He says, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that the child needs to see a doctor. He says, how do you know? He says, there's a feeling. There's a feeling that God gives to certain women. And those feelings are what have made you who you are today. And we need to remember all these women in our lives. And honor them. Amen. Because God placed each one of them in our lives for a reason. Each one of them in our lives for a reason. And I want to read one more scripture with you quickly and then we will close. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 20. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 20. The Bible says, Whoso cursed his father or his mother. Are you listening? He said, anyone. Whoso curseth his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. Whosoever curseth his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. 
That means no matter how you light your lamp, that means you can have education upon education. You have so much light on your lamp, but it will be put out in obscure darkness if you do not honor your mother. If you do not have respect and honor your mother, if you do not bless your mother, if you do not acknowledge the mothers that God has placed in your life, he says that you will light lamps and put up lamps and turn up lamps and draw lamps and put in candles and lamps and lamps and lamps, but they will be put out in obscure darkness. There are some of you who are in obscure darkness. You are doing all kinds of things. You are trying so many things and it's not working. Perhaps, perhaps, You have not honored certain women that God has placed in your life. Today, I want you to reflect. I want you to look back and look back at your life. There are some women who had, some mothers who had to leave you at a certain age. And you have certain bitterness in your heart against them. And you felt that they abandoned you. But you do not understand it all. You don't know the circumstances that made the mother take that decision. And sometimes it was all for your good. Sometimes your mothers had to travel because of you and leave you with others. Your mothers have to run to catch the train and and leave you crying and you think that they don't care. Sometimes mothers drop their children at babysitters and the child is crying. And if you are standing by and you look, you say, is work more important than your child? You do not understand. You don't understand. Because the child, the mother knows that I can keep the child and we will both be hungry and die. Moses' mother knew that if I do not let this child go and live in the hands of God, I can lose him, lose my life, and my other two children will be motherless. Today I want you to reflect upon all the women who have played a role in your life. Some teachers gave you some crucial advice. Crucial counseling, which has shaped your life and made you who you are today. Some of you made a decision not to marry certain people because of a womanly counsel. And some of you, you are married. You are married because of some womanly counsel. But you see, you need to remember to honor such people because God placed special women in different people's lives to play major roles. A child with many mothers. Put your hands together for the Lord. And stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I want you to lift up your hand and pray. There are certain women, certain mothers that you do not even remember or you don't even know the role that they played in your life and you have not honored them. Pray for them. You say, God, if there's any woman that you place in my life, there is any woman that you place in my life to make me who I am today, that I am alive today because of a role that a certain mother played in my life. Lord, I honor all such women. I honor all such women in the name of Jesus. Men that you have placed in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for every role that they have played. Today, this afternoon, Lord, we rise up to honor all such women. We pray, Lord, that you will keep them, bless them, add to them, increase them, 
Let them never diminish. For any role that they played in our lives, oh God, we pray for a special reward for them in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for forgiveness. Let our lamps not quench in the obscure darkness. But I pray, oh God, let not a curse come upon our lives. But may our lives bring honor unto every woman that you are placed in our lives. We thank you, Lord. Our mothers-in-laws, our fathers-in-laws, our aunties, our sisters, our grandmothers. Father, our friends, our female friends, our female church members. The roles that they are played in our lives. We are grateful, Lord, and we are thankful in Jesus' name. To the place where you are, draw me deeper and deeper. I may know your heart. If there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again. There's anyone here this afternoon you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior. I want to pray with you before you leave this place. I want to pray with you. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my savior. If that is you. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your savior. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You say, Pastor, I want you to pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. If that is your prayer, if that is you this afternoon, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You are not born again, but you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. With all eyes closed and every head bowed, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone here on this special Mother's Day, a very memorable day, you want to come to Jesus? Anyone here like that? Let him have his way. Now I want to pray for anyone who is here. You have certain bitterness in your heart against your mother, your aunt, your sister, any woman that is in your life. It could be your church mother, your spiritual mother. You have something in your heart against that person. And you feel difficult to even honor such a person. I want to pray for you. If there's anyone here like that. Just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. I see your hand. Is there anyone here like that? Your mother. They have done certain things in your life that you feel very bitter. I see your hand. Is there anyone here like that? I see your hand. I see your hand. You feel that you have been abandoned. You feel that there are certain things that were supposed to have been done for you as a child. And they were not done. This afternoon, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. It is your blessing to have the ability to be able to honor such women. I want you to be liberated from this bitterness. If there's anyone here like that, you have certain bitterness like that. I see your hand. I see your hand. Keep your hand up and I want to pray with you. I see your hand. Is there anyone else? You have a bitterness in your heart. It is not the will of God. It is not the will of God. The will of God is that you will honor your father and mother. That it may be well with you. You want it to be well with you. You want it to be well with you. Just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Oh yes. Your aunt, your cousin, your, your, your sister, your mother. Any woman that God has placed in your life. Any woman that God has placed in your life. I see all these hands. Oh Father, look upon these hands. Oh Lord, have mercy. 
Father, look upon these hands. Father, they did not know it all. They did not understand the conditions. They did not know, oh God, that there was a Pharaoh that arose who did not know Joseph. They did not know the difficulties, the challenges, oh God. And Father, certain women in their lives took certain decisions. Certain women in their lives had done certain things in their lives. And Father, it has brought bitterness and they find it difficult to honor such women. This afternoon, oh God, I pray for liberation. I pray, oh God, set them free. Set them free. Remove every bitterness in the name of Jesus. Heal every wound, every wound, every pain. Let it be healed. Let it be healed. Let it be healed. Let it be healed in the name of Jesus. For it is not your will, oh God. This afternoon, they say they are liberated. They are prepared, oh God, to honor such women, to honor their mothers, to honor their aunties, to honor their sisters, to honor every woman that has played any role in their lives. In the name of Jesus, Lord, set them free. Set them free from every wound. Heal every wound. Heal every offense. Remove offenses. In the name of Jesus, let them be free. In the name of Jesus, turn their hearts to God. Turn their hearts to their mothers, to their aunties, to their sisters. Turn their hearts, oh God. Turn their hearts that they'll be able to honor them. We give you glory. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. Now I want you to just lay your hand on your heart. Spirit of God, take over. Fill in. All bitterness are gone. Let the Spirit of God fill in in your heart. Liberated. Free. The word of God says, whom the Lord set free is free indeed. You are free from bitterness. You are liberated from bitterness. You are set free. And now you are free to honor every woman that God has placed in your life. We thank you, Lord. We glorify your name. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands for Jesus and you may be seated. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.